spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins where it all came from since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Andy Ann's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Andy Ann from Spoken Label. A spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and records show it started off really as a one-off podcast chatting to writers, poets and artists. Over time, it became monthly, then weekly, and occasionally nowadays it goes on that to a more regular basis. To date, I've done over 330 sessions and I'm always looking for new poets, writers, artists, singer-songwriters, general interesting creative people to come onto the podcast. You can find this on all the usual networks over Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay and dozens of others. But it does have a central database of spoken label, which is all one word, dot bandcamp.com. Obviously now, to help me with the running costs of this podcast, I'm always grateful for any kind of donation to assist me with it. You can either do the donation through the Bandcamp page by putting in a fee to download one of the free podcasts, or send it over to my PayPal to aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. My email address again is aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. Enjoy the podcast. Take care. Bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. Andy N. Spoken Label. Back in the house on a bloody cold winter evening. I thought you'd be kind of sensitive. You can see, see the backdrop here because this is from my last book. And we've not had the snow where we are today, but it's been minus 10 or first thing this morning, not for about minus four or five all day. It's been bloody freezing. Now, it kind of makes sense. We're local today, and we've got a local fantastic singer-songwriter with us today. I'm not going to embarrass her by telling me what she's been telling me today or telling me how she's keeping herself warm today, but I can't play. <laughs> but um, we've got the fantastic Raven Shelley with us. Now, Raven currently is, is actually based on my favourite area, is Cholton. I grew up around Cholton and sort of got uncle from my dad all the time. But obviously, Raven, tell us a bit about yourself, first of all, because obviously, better way clarify, don't we? You're not born and bred in Charlton, were you? So when people are seeing it no. by your accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get that one a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I was um, born in the UK, but grew up in France, in the south of France, sort of very small little village. Um, and then as a teenager, came back to the UK, um, to Shrewsbury, which is sort of where I spent yeah, a few years, of, well, teenage years, kind of high school, stuff like that. Um, and then I went to uni in Manchester um, and studied English Lit, which is sort of a lot of, uh, well, my love for literature had started before that, but kind of, I think, was uh, expanded, uh, studying all of these amazing texts and authors. 
um and yeah sort of probably where I've kind of really decided to um start writing music um and sort of performing and then uh graduated into the covid pandemic that first year of it um, oh lucky so so unlucky with that yeah. <laughs> i know um and I know, ended up I, know, I know people have done all three years of it through covid and that you, know, yeah, you, you, you avoided part of it oh no no <laughs> yeah no i was really lucky in that i avoided most of it and it was just sort of in my final year i sort of i felt so sorry for those first years like going into uni with everything locked down it's sort of I don't know what uni experience it would have been like but yeah at least I got a couple of good years out of it yeah I think you always know, <laughs> say when you, when you get to your third year because I know when I did mine I did mine at Bolton uni many years ago mm-hmm. like it was like the third year you don't see the pub anyway you're just working all the time yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so it didn't didn't really change I was like um, you've done before you loving you, you want to do your music then didn't you so had this always been in your mind growing up and before that um I, I don't think so I think that um I'd always grown up surrounded by a lot of music sort of both my parents play instruments and there was just a lot of just music in the house being played um most days and I think that uh, my parents are both writers, so that probably ah, helped with that, literature and yeah, with no, sort of my exactly love for words. Why, yeah. So, what what do your parents write then? Go on, just to give give some context. And... Yeah, sure. Um, well, they're the editors of the Current Affairs um publication, sort of annual public affairs, um, and uh, that's sort of the main thing. But they also uh write poetry and fiction and sort of various um more sort of historical um not yeah historical books really so it's kind of a lot of variety i suppose um oh i had i was wondering with your background like people research they can see you are i think you're very 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 well read and we'll come on to this in a bit (laughs) and it was like yeah i saw it straight away like it was i was wondering whether your parents have been writers because it sometimes does flow in your family that way yeah sure none of my family are writers but right. the families are, families are readers. <laughs> they are yeah. ferocious yeah. readers. <laughs> writers, so, <laughs> so yeah, I explained why. Yeah, I think it fosters a love of literature and you're sort of very young if you're surrounded by books. So. <laughs> oh, no, completely. So, yeah, okay. So tell us um, what made you want to go into music? Um, well, I picked up a guitar when I must have, I must have been about 10 or 11 um, and... I ended up sitting in on a friend's guitar lessons because there wasn't enough room in the classes for me to get like a slash my own. So I ended up sitting oh, in on hers yeah. and just kind of picking it up as I went along. Um, and I think, you know, I just then got into it from there, like, just, you know, more and more. Um, and when I moved back to the UK as a teenager, I sort of started a couple of bands and was rhythm guitarist and singer. Um, and then, but, you know, I think that going to uni and you know, that independence that you get at uni um, and reading all of this stuff fostered a sort of interest in writing my own stuff and just performing alone. And, you know, since then, I love playing music with people, but I'm sort of more interested in doing it, I think, writing alone, um, certainly. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I don't know, I think that just pick from picking up a guitar and from writing those songs and then you know, it sort of increased at uni and I just decided, well, this is what I want to do. And then I think at the end of uni, sort of everyone's at a bit of a loose end and especially then with COVID and stuff. And I was working in a COVID test centre. But once I left Manchester, I think I decided, well, 
I'm not actually going to be happy unless I've given this a proper go. So, and, you know, I might as well try. And, you know, at least then I can say that I did try um, if it doesn't work out. So, and, you know, I just can't not write music. So. No, yeah, fair play to you. It's like it's, I'm always a believer when you, if something gets it, you get like a bee in your bonnet. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to keep having a go until it reaches its natural end, whether you're yeah. 200 or you're 22. Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can agree with you completely. Now, I know obviously, um, <clears throat> I know obviously it's reading up yourself a lot. People will notice, like, there's some of your, I know some of your music influences were Bob Dylan and Anne, mm -hmm. Annie DeFranco, and I never yeah. got her name right. <laughs> I said I saw her when I was like, 21, 22, it was a long time ago. We have she fantastic mm -hmm. she was. Oh, I've said, yeah, I love her energy. I would have loved to see her live. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even sure she's active nowadays. I know, I know Bob Dylan is, obviously, people. Know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that she still tours in the US. I haven't seen any tours sort of in the UK for ages. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> if she ever does come here, I'm her first in line for tickets. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be following around England then, basically, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, fair play to yourself. Like, um, Ted, were these, for example, Bob Dylan and Andy Frank with mm. you from a very early age and for your music tastes and were they? Yeah, again, it's sort of that stuff about a lot of music being played in the house. Um, sort of I'd know at dinner, for instance, just um, lots of music there um, in the evenings. And I think that they are some of the sort of uh, names that kept reappearing. It's like sort of people like Leonard Cohen as well, sort of, um, and just sort of stayed with me I guess um, and just I think that obviously I've been exposed to a lot of different music and listened to a lot of different music but I think that Dylan and Arnie DeFranco's lyrics are the things that come through every time um, and that's what I'm sort of most interested in and Leonard Cohen as well of course. Yeah um, do is they are very very distinctive lyrics yeah. and it's like me like <laughs> the music with lyrics and for, lyrics with poetic yeah. lyrics or or as I yeah, read, read up before and Plastic Mag and I love what was said here was <laughs> And I've got to find the word for it now. Poetic lyrics and uh, lyrics and all that. I love that mm -hmm. saying that. I thought, what brilliant that was. <laughs> now, obviously, like if people research to date, you've done. I know you've done three singles, haven't you? And yeah. there's more to come, but we'll come on to that later. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about all three of your singles to date. Okay. okay. So, like I said, I, the first one, obviously, when I heard earlier on this year, was mm -hmm. "Sinking Solitude," which I think yeah. I mean, is a great play on words with SNS on it there. Yeah, it's good sibilance, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, obviously, all three of the singles were Manchester linked, weren't they, in one way or another. Mm. So, and then obviously, I, I know you've been living in the Lake District for what, on and off the past 18 months as well. Mm. So I want to talk to you about how that's impacted your work. I mean, we've met different areas, but tell us, what the, tell us about your three singles, first of all, then. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, Sink in Solitude, I wrote when I was at uni in Manchester and you know, had woken up late and I think I was probably a bit hungover. I think I'd gone out somewhere and I just sort of woke up and I was really annoyed with myself for wasting most of the day. And, you know, it was sort of one of those really grey sort of days, um, possibly raining and kind of, you know, wintry. Um, everything was just a bit depressing and miserable. And I'd, be, I'd been reading um, Richard II as well as part of my uni course. And there's this last soliloquy in it, which is just beautiful, um, which is, and that's where, I sort of adapted one of the lines in it for the um, <clears throat> waste time, it'll waste you in the end. Um, and yeah, I'd sort of been reading um, uh, a biography of um, the romantic poet Shelley's life as well. Um, yeah, he was an, he's an interesting character, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> certainly was. Um, and yeah, just amazing poetry and sort of, yeah, incredible, if short, life. Um, 
and yeah i think that there's a a scene that's described in that where he sort of um it was near the end of his life and he uh describes it's something like he describes um walking on the terrace and seeing a, a doppelganger of himself essentially asking him how long he meant to be content sort of in this sort of italian paradise that he was living in um yeah, yeah. So I don't know, I think all of that sort of impacted the lyrics for Sink in Solitude, as well as that feeling of sort of, you know, what am I actually doing with my time? It just felt like I was wasting time. Um, so that's probably where the first one came from. And uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then like, I know, I know, but I know your second single obviously was going on about quite a narcissistic relationship. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's the nice way of putting it. I think, yeah, it is. <laughs> Do you miss me yet? And <laughs> Well, miss me yet actually i don't know then but yeah it's the tempo of those two singles is quite different i think between them both anyway yeah um, yeah um i think do you miss me yet was just it was a while after that relationship had ended but i just i was looking back on it and sort of thinking you know i want to write something and i started off with that line do you miss me yet and it literally wrote itself within about 10 15 minutes um and just yeah i sort of looked back on it afterwards and i was like Ah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that to come out. <laughs> I think you do sometimes. You, you find that well, that's before. I know you've wrote poetry before now, and you've stated yeah. elsewhere like some of your poems become songs as well. Yeah, but yeah. I know myself like because I've, I've fronted band before now, mm-hmm. and some some songs you can write poems you can write in ten minutes. Yeah, other ones can be sat there for two and a half, three years. Yeah, you never get them right. Can no, you? and they just keep coming back, and they refuse to go away. But you think, you know, you sort of have to wrestle them into submission so that they. Oh kind yeah, of actually... yeah. I love the title of your current single as well, and, and yeah. I know well, I was playing this before actually. I, after I knew you knew your second and third single before we chatted, and I'd play all three. And Amanda loved the third one before she did. <laughs> Everest, Everest. I've got to find where I put it now. Everest lives, and I thought, yeah, Rainier's lives. Yeah. That's an unusual word. That one straight away. To what made you? Uh, yeah, not the, t- the content of the piece. I don't think people hear it themselves, mm. but the title's quite striking straight away. Yeah, and I, I really don't know where that came from. I know that the chorus and the sort of question answer aspect of the chorus literally just popped into my head once I was walking down a road in Manchester when I was still at uni. Um, I think I just started uni and sort of it yeah it just this sort of jangly kind of question answer thing was going round and round in my head and I don't know the title just seemed to work it was sort of you know it's just these lives that are full of mistakes and errors and didn't quite ever match up with each other and it yeah and I, I really liked the word as well so I just I like interesting titles I think it's sort of you know titles are harder than a lot of people think they are because obviously it's the first thing that will pull you into sort of something um yeah i know i'm not off to an, off to an writing poems i've done songs yeah. as well the title's always the hardest thing to write yeah. it's exactly. like <laughs> have you felt um do you find yourself when you're doing your songs and is it always the title comes first or do you have the song when they struggle with the title it really varies um with do you miss me yet i knew that i wanted to write a song called do you miss me yet just because i thought you know sort of, you know <laughs> it says set certainly says something um and yeah, and then Sink in Solitude, I think, just uh, seemed to fit because it was the last line in the chorus and it just seemed to fit the mood of the song. Um, so I think it really does vary. Um, it's sort of, you know, sometimes I think you come up with a title and you think, oh, I really like that as a title. I want to use that, um, yeah. you know, and then the song comes from there. And other times you sort of, you know, some of the ones that I'm working on now still don't have a title and I'm sort of, you know, 
They're unnamed well, files. <laughs> I've done I've done an interview with a singer that I'm not going to name yet. I know they've got about 50 songs recorded or wrote and they call them thingy. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I know somebody. Oh, wow. <laughs> that must get really confusing. <laughs> oh, no, I could, I could never operate like that. Didn't you? My, my hair's going a bit grey now. When it becomes completely grey, I'm operating like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I get you completely that. So, yeah. Now, um, I want to ask you as well, obviously, like, obviously, when, I know what's going on. We've talked before, and as people read up, you can see, you know, you've, mm. obviously, you've done three singles so far, and there's another sure. two on the way next year, isn't yeah. they? So, so. Is there any hints we can give about these? <laughs> I presume yeah. is one of them going to be Ariel, your Sylvia Plath song? It is, yeah. Um, sort of, uh, it's one of my favourite songs um, that I've written. And um, it, you know, I, I think, I, again, I started that with knowing that I wanted to write something about Sylvia Plath because I've been reading a lot of her poetry, um, especially from that last collection, Ariel. Um, so, you know. It, you think really of that is like, what, that's over 50 years old? That's 50, 50 years old. 50 years old, isn't it, next year? Yeah, it's, uh, I think, 60 years. No, no 60, 60. Yeah, 50, 60 yeah, sorry, years. I can't count. No, no, it's because <laughs> I've I've actually, I'm um, timing the release so that it's, I think, the day before the 60th anniversary because, you know, it's this tribute to her. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, yeah, a sort of tragically sad life. Um, and short life um, but amazing work that came out of it um, and in Ariel I sort of um, took a lot of those lines in, po in her poetry and sort of merged them in with my own lyrics so it's a very you know it feeds into the whole intertextuality thing that you'd get with a lot of um, work and yeah it's, it's really one of my favorite things that I've written um, I made someone cry when I played it the other day at an open mic she sort of came up to me afterwards and said you know Oops. yeah well she said you know this is like you know I'm so pleased that you played this I literally haven't read poetry in ages and then I read the entire collection last night and you know hearing you play that was just like a weird coincidence so that was lovely to sort of oh, no. see that it so meant what, that to someone <laughs> oh it does is you think it's, you look at like poetry like music to me, it does date sometimes but mm. you do get anomalies like that aerial collection and it doesn't yeah, yeah it exactly. just the rage in it is like I think she probably set a few bound broke a few boundaries really with that she did so mm. and it's a fun what I've look, look, the snip I've heard of that song it sounds incredible so I look forward to hearing that's a single oh, thank you. Well. yeah no, I'm really excited to sort of share it with people yeah yeah no good luck I definitely and obviously I know there's another single as well now yeah I'm not, I'm not I guess what it was and I forgot I've not wrote it down <laughs> um, it's called it's called bubble wrap the world that was um, it and it was bubble bubble wrap something yeah <laughs> No, again, that would that was something where um, I was just having a conversation with someone, and you know, they sort of mentioned, they said, you know, yeah, it's like everyone's trying to bubble wrap the world or something, and I thought that's a fantastic title. Like I'm stealing that. Um, so yeah, um, again, it was just a song which was based on a title. Um, I guess about a lot of people being offended by. I think I think the the assumption that you have the right to be offended at any time, I suppose it's, um, you know, it might be quite a controversial song, but um, I, you know, I think it's uh, got some interesting points in it. And again, I really like the title of just bubble wrap the world. So I'm kind of, well, really no, fair point. I'm always a believer as an artist and see any whatever medium you're in, you've mm. got to be pushing boundaries you have. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you've got this, like you're on your soapbox or something, you're, TV, you're telling some kind of story, some kind of point. 
Yeah. And if you don't do that, well, I don't know why the way you bother doing it. Exactly. <laughs> no, you have to yeah. keep experimenting and keep pushing at boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, and looking at starting to wrap things up and I look a bit, because I want to look at what you what you got planned next. Obviously, we've hinted already. There's mm-hmm. two more singles to follow yeah. these little five. Do you know where you want to go next and after that then? I know you've got obviously writing other songs. Would you do an album mm. or an EP? I would love to, yeah. Um, I think it was I think we need to see um sort of the reaction to these next two. And I'm focusing at the moment on playing um live a lot, just trying to build that live following. Um, so I'm sort of gonna be obviously things are wrapping up now for Christmas, but gonna be doing that a lot in the new year, just kind of again going back yeah, to so this podcast. People are wondering this almost is every night that I'm there. It's coming <laughs> out twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> so oh not, right, okay. <laughs> it's not coming out for Christmas. <laughs> well, <that's>, I will <laughs> be playing guess, sort of. <laughs> yeah, in the next I've got to get some sleep before then. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I get me like it's if people follow your page, obviously you can mm. see you're playing quite regularly at the moment, anyway, aren't yeah. you? So yeah. what's the purpose you've got so far when you're playing your live then? You're but, um, just in the Manchester area, is it all? Yeah, yeah, mainly. Um, just again, with sort of having moved back to Manchester literally in, well, in the past month and a bit, um, I think sort of staying local to that area and trying to figure out, you know, what where the places that are good to play are. Um, I mean, I played in Stockport a few weeks ago at um, Basque, sort of the yes, open. Yes, not been there yet, but it's, it's proven very popular over there. The yeah, no, it's a lovely, lovely place, very stylish bar and sort of, you know, some really interesting events on. Um, so there and sort of, you know, around in all of the open mics in the city. So sort of, I think, trying to stay local for the moment and then see what happens. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just, just go on the flow of it, can't you? Like you're building yeah. your name up still a bit. And like I said, yeah. you said when you got, you've got a couple of singles to come out yet and yeah. that's it. And you're working here with you, you have to keep at it, as I always <laughs> say, don't you? Plod along regardless. You know, exactly. Now, <laughs> I want to know, obviously, Dave, before we start, we go on to all, the, all our items, the plug, right? <laughs> but um, obviously, we've been living in the Lake District for a while. I'm always a believer when you move, you live in different areas because mm. I've lived in Manchester all my life, but I've travelled a lot. So I have done a lot of travelling mm. when I was younger. Yeah. And that impacts a lot of my writing. Yeah. But, um, how did you find and did your songwriting change when you moved up to the Lake District for 14 months? Yeah, yeah, I actually, um, I wrote, I wrote a, a guest blog post um, about how I think places can influence your writing um, mm. because I do think that um, in Manchester, things like, I wrote things like Sink in Solitude and hmm. sort of erroneous lives and stuff like that. Whereas then when I moved to the Peak District, then I think I had more time to sort of and more space to kind of explore different ideas. And I think the writing style changed in that I really felt like I was just writing whatever, you know, thinking, right, I'm going to write whatever uh, I I feel like it's coming out right now and then I can always edit it afterwards but I think you know it's sort of that freedom to just think well I can play around with this and explore it and you know no one needs to see this unless I choose to uh, publish it and I wrote things like Ariel um, actually at my parents house um, so surrounded by books and all of the sort of literary conversations and it then you know in the be, it has to be that one did it straight away yeah, yeah. yeah. Not exactly <laughs> Not so brilliant. yeah, I think it does influence it quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, are you sort of writing? Obviously, you can, um, I know when I'm writing. Obviously, if I go to the more music side, I'll, I'll obviously will do the music bits at home. 
But yeah. certainly in previous jobs like that, I used to do a lot of truck when I was commuting all the time on buses. I'd mm-hmm. often be sat there with the tablet tapping away yeah. on and writing it. Are you that sort of writer, are you all? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I don't really travel anywhere without a notebook with me um, because, or, you know, I sort of keep discovering um, small bits of paper or, you know, bus tickets and receipts with sort of oh, <laughs> scribbles oh, on them or, you I've know, even in the I've back been there, books. done that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there, done that, yes. Yeah, it's kind of exhausting trying to put everything together again afterwards, but you sort of think, you know, what what did that mean? As, um, oh, but, you yeah. know, I think it's good to write on the move and, you know, uh, just whenever something comes into your head, just write it down and then think, well, I don't have to use it, but at least it's there. And, you know, yeah, yeah, sometimes no, stuff no. comes back years later, you must find that as well. And, you know, it, you sort of something that you thought of several years ago suddenly reappears and you think oh i can use that yeah that's now's the time it's now's it's time yeah. to shine no no i agree completely that's what you do is you just never know when pieces are going to come back to you sometimes when mm. i've said about i've been working in the book at the minute that's got mm-hmm. pieces of 89 10 years old 10 years ago yeah, yeah and it's like it's took me 10 years to get them together to fit together and it just yeah scribbling around and it's rearranged and oh, good good luck definitely with it Raven. Yeah. wish you all the best of it straight away Thank now you. obviously the podcast itself will be going out after creating 2023 mm-hmm. so it's pretty pointless asking you what gigs you've got going up <laughs> at the moment so, yeah <laughs> but we'll do it the other way around then so if people want to find out what you're up to what plans have you got in 2023 where do you recommend they go uh probably um social media so it's facebook and instagram um just at raven shelley music um and yeah it's sort of i tend to advertise where i've been or where i'm going to be playing on there as well as upcoming releases on and also releases releases are on spotify and all other platforms so yeah on there <laughs> well good luck when i said people can find you there so yeah well that's it for today. I think we've covered everything <laughs> that I wanted to ask you about. Definitely been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, even <laughs> so. Yeah, I look forward to me. hopefully catch you live in the new year, definitely. Because, yeah, like I said, it was like, I, it's always helpful when your wife's turn around and tell you, oh, I like that. So, you've probably seen me in the <laughs> at some point next year when you least expect Oh, fantastic. It. I look forward to it. <laughs> you're, you're, you'll see us because, uh, like, I never shut up talking and she's, she, she has, she'll just start nudging me and shh, let her play. I don't know. Hang around anyway, so we do need a quick word yeah. of Mark anyway. So, but it's been a pleasure today. So, good luck for the future. Okay. So, thank you. Thank you. Right, guys and girls, that's it for today. So, as Don Callis at Impact Wrestling says, stay safe and stay over. And we will see you all next time. Spoken later. Spoken later.
spoken language.